Welcome to the show. I'm Mikey. And it's your girl Zay Day. We are two social justice warriors dedicated to dismantling systems of oppression through a black, black queer, queer feminist lens. Feminist lens. Yes, this podcast will cover a variety of topics ranging from politics in our country to which new bop you can twerk to. Hey. <laughs> yep. And while we're twerking, y'all can start following. Search Black to the Future on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Join in the conversation. And don't forget to leave positive reviews for us on your streaming platforms. Yes, please leave positive reviews. With the reach of this podcast, we desire to change the world one episode at a time. Yep, and I think it's time we get started, don't you think? Yep, let's get it! The The past past is gone, gone. the present present is an adventure. adventure. Looks like it's time to to go go black to the future. future. Cue the theme music. (laughs) Yeah. Welcome back to a brand new episode of Black to the Future podcast. Yes, welcome. Welcome back, everyone. Thank you all so much for joining me on this lovely episode. Yes, I am alone and I'm not going to be on here for forever because Jesus said no today. So (laughs) we're not going to be on here forever. But I just want to talk about a couple of the things that are happening in the world, in the medias and um, just a couple of other things. So as y'all heard, we started off with the lovely, talented Halle Bailey singing Part of Your World, a little snippet they just released from the Disney Expo and all that kind of stuff um, as Ariel from The Little Mermaid. And she looks stunning. She looks sickening. She sounds perfect. It was, it was just meant to be. And I cannot wait to see this film. Um, you know, everybody like, we're going to dye our locks and get our faux red locks ready for it. I'm like, yes, God, I'm going to be ready next summer. You girls won't be able to take me. I'm going to live my full fantasy. I'm going to get everything that I need. 
And um, so I've just seen so many beautiful things from community. I've just seen so many young little black girls living their best life. Um, even grown adults like myself are just like, yeah, uh-huh, completely. This this is something that I've been waiting for my whole fucking life. And it's like, it is literally beautiful. I am so happy and so proud of her. She's going to do amazing. I'm, it's not even a question. It's just a fact. And so, of course, I think when this was first announced, I don't know, two, three years ago, I don't even remember, Chow. I was uh, working at Home Depot and Twitter had a field day, baby. A field day. I think this was before uh, Black Lives Matter when white people pretended to have compassion. Yeah. Um, but it was just like, they had a field day, like, and the, the, what was the trend? Like, hashtag not my aerial and stuff. I'm like... Y'all are just so upset. And for why? For why? Why? Can someone please explain why people, somebody, what, what, what is it? What, what is it? Like, I, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. So I think I like to just try to rationalize it and explain it in the sense that They've seen themselves reflected in every piece of media they've ever created, and they had the power and the privilege to exclude other people. And so, because they've been represented at every turn, for them to not be represented in some capacity is unfathomable. Like, they can't even begin to process what that even feels like. I'm like, you know how many characters on TV shows and movies and all kinds of stuff are white people. And we as people of color, particularly black people, looked at those characters and found relationships. And we were like, we're gonna be these characters. We're gonna be these people. We just had, um, shout out to Nikki a, a, a few episodes ago, talk about cosplay and anime and how people in that community like, black people can't be those characters. And it's like, well, what the fuck are we supposed to do? Just not be involved, just not be included. We just can't take in this media. And I, I, I think they just don't get it. I really think they just, there's been plenty of studies and I'll, maybe I'll throw a couple in the description down. There's been plenty of studies <laughs> about the lack of empathy white people have for other folks. And I think that goes across the board, but I think for them it's astronomically higher. Like there's been studies and graphs and all that kind of stuff. And I'll put the studies in the bottom so y'all could be able to see them. But we've, as black people specifically, have had to look at other people in different places and different times and different medias and see ourselves represented, even if they didn't look like us. You know what I mean? And it's a gag to me that they just don't see it. Like, I'm, I'm just like, okay. And so this is going to be beautiful because, uh, one, this is all fictional. None of this is real. None of these are documentaries or anything based on reality or real life. And it's like, you, 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 you I just feel like y'all have, white people specifically, I've just seen themselves in every media. And it's like, they've never had to think about what it's like to not be able to see yourself. They've, they just never had that. And that is a privilege that they just don't want to accept. You know, I, I um, it just clears a day, you know, and they'll be like, I don't have any privilege. And we're like, yes, y'all complain about the tiniest little things in the world like this. <laughs> a children's movie. Children, 
Do black children not get the opportunity to see anybody that looks like them and reflect in any kind of way? Child, I know when I was little, Little Mermaid came out the year before I was born. And even to this day, I am still singing all the songs from the movie. And I'm grown as hell. Black grown as hell. And I saw myself reflected in the character. It, that's the thing about it, too. It's like whenever you watch media and, and read books and all kinds of other shit, you end up connecting to the primary character of that story. You're following the journey of this person, this character, this creature, or whatever. And it's like, you're supposed to be able to connect to them. The race and the and all that kind of stuff is just like, especially when it's fictional, is like, what? It, that makes no difference. You're supposed to follow that story and be connected to that character. And little black girls and other kids should be able to see that. We would love to be able to create more stories about <laughs> black Disney princesses and other black characters and stuff like that. But Disney is learning, I'll say. They're learning to make sure that black people are properly represented because uh, the princess and the frog was cute. But in hindsight, like she wasn't even a princess the whole time. She wasn't even a person the whole time. Let's just put that out there. And, and I see all kinds of people saying, like, would y'all be mad if, if we had a white Tiana? I'm like, okay, wear it out. Do what you're going to do. It's like when you dress up for Halloween. It's like, be the character. Just don't do blackface. I I, I don't, I don't, I don't. It's, it's just, it's silly. And I think it was like, it was like, well, who are the redhead children are supposed to look at? Who are those little girls supposed to look up to? And it's like, uh, black people can have red hair. Um question mark they obviously um worked really hard and dyed her hair effectively or whatever they did to it to make it look red I'm like she's still a redhead so now what <laughs> I don't know it's crazy but like Jody Benson the old um the old Jody uh, Jody Benson the old uh, Little Mermaid who did her voice back in the fucking 80s she's like I love this this is sickening this is so great so how come she can get behind it and y'all can't? Like, I don't get it. Y'all just want to be mad for some reason. Uh, anyway, but this is what the director had to say about uh, Haley, who doesn't deserve any hate whatsoever. She came in, they picked her. She did, she was sick. This is what he said. Hold on. Everybody, but I will say that um, Hallie was the first person we saw first person for this role i had seen her on the grammys and i asked if she could come in to see if she could you know do this and i remember at the end of her singing this song part of your world that we just heard her sing today um i was in tears and i thought oh my gosh she's so deep and so emotional and so beautiful um she set that bar very high and no one ever crossed that bar but her so she claimed the role for herself and then you know we went through a lot of auditions and a lot and screen tests and to really see what she could bring because she's this is not something she was 18 when she auditioned she's she's not a seasoned actor but when you see her in this film she seems like a seasoned actor she is the range she brings is extraordinary and and uh, i am i'm just so happy that people will be able to see her work but we saw every okay thank you thank you the, the director's name is rob marshall i don't know if he done did some other important stuff but thank you rob marshall uh and uh hallie is sickening she's gonna be perfect and um 
you know, I I don't even know what to say aside from that. She, she's going to be amazing. She's going to be sickening. She's going to be beautiful. It's what she deserves. We deserve to get represented. And it's like, I, I, and when, when, and this is for white people, as we always say, it's like when you have, when you, when you feel like you're being attacked for something that's so simple as this, that you should recognize that as a privilege. <laughs> Just saying, like, if this feels like an attack, that is, that is saying a lot. That is saying a lot. And the gag is, it's not like the old one is going away. You can still watch the old one. Like, you can still watch the old one. <laughs> but anyway, I, I also, I want to kind of tie this into the title of this episode, Respectability Politics. So respectability politics um, is, is, a, is a, magical, a magical phenomenon in which, I'll read the definition because people love definitions. Um, uh, a series of beliefs holding that conformity to prescribed mainstream standards of appearance and behavior will protect a person who is a part of a marginalized group, especially a black person from prejudices and system and systemic injustices. So I tie this into uh, um, Hallie for the sheer fact that I have never seen no drama, no scandal, no, no nothing. Her sister's uh, Chloe out there wearing it out, and maybe she garner a little a little scandal and some some But this baby, no, she she ain't not not nothing. She ain't did not nothing. And for some reason, it's like and doing all this. I'm like, as sweet and as kind and as mild mannered as she is. The same way y'all want uh white y'all the same way that white people have constructed this <laughs> to make it be like if you just behave like this like you got some sense then we're not then you don't won't have any problems. Look what she did, show her talent, displayed her abilities, and did all this kind of amazingness to get this role, set the bar high as hell because she's sickening, and you girls couldn't take, it. couldn't take it, just just couldn't take it. So she followed all the rules, did all the decorum, did all the things that y'all be asking for, and y'all still trying to read her. So, like I be saying all the time, respectability politics will not save you. They will not save you. I mean, it it just won't. It's like when Beyonce did the um that Super Bowl performance and uh, the Michael ja- and the Michael Jackson uh um. Uh, reinterpretation look and people was like oh my god no not Beyonce like that that she's black and this is a tribute and I think it just gags people like you can be as nice and mild mannered and stuff like that but it will not save even Beyonce it didn't save uh, Hallie so and what's what's what is genuinely the point of it? What do, what do the respectability politics help you do? Uh, you know, back in the day, it would give you some access, like W. E. B. Du Bois and um and other folks like that. Like it would give you access. But even as Black people, we have learned and internalized that the more you act more white, air quotes, whatever that means, the more you speak the King's English well, or I should say the Queen's English, but I can't because she's gone. <laughs> I'm going to get to that a little bit in a minute, but, um, 
if you speak the king's English well and you are articulate and all that kind of stuff, it's like, oh, well, you're one of the good little Negroes. You, you good, you know. Me and my best friend Dexter, shout out to Dexter, we always talk about the house slave and the field slave. And because I'm lighter skinned, I'd be like, well, at least my ancestors were smart enough to get inside the house. I know it's problematic, but it's so funny. That's something black people can joke about. White people do not joke about that shit. And you know, he's dark skinned. So I'd be like, see, your ancestors was outside in the field. So y'all should've came in the house. But we know why lighter skinned people ended up existing in the black continuum in slavery. We know why, trigger warning, rape, right, okay. But so it's definitely not a privilege, but it's 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 turned into one over time. Colorism. Um, but anyway, so being respectable doesn't take you anywhere. And then in the black community, sometimes if you become air quotes too respectable, they start trying to read you. Like, oh, you think you went and got you a degree. Now you think you somebody. I'm like, damn. So which is it, mama? Am I being respectable or am I not being respectable? It's it's a fun little game you get to play. And and you know the dynamic and the and the dynamicism and the power of code switching, which we've talked about a little bit on this show, but code switching of course is just a technique that um non-white people, basically black people, um get to partake in when they get to put on their corporate America voice and speak in a tone that works really really well so that people won't t- see you as a threat and they they can able to understand you so much better you know if i talk like this this is going to make a lot more white people feel a lot more comfortable you know they can hear me very clearly i sound less threatening i don't sound angry i don't sound hostile like those other dark people i sound very very appealing girl now chow um it's i can co-switch very well when it's time to get when it's time to talk to certain people when it's time to talk about certain jobs but for the most part you're gonna get this and in the program that I assist in running at work and stuff like that, this is one of the biggest hurdles and one of the biggest things for a lot of black queer people to overcome. Our, our language, our vernacular, the way that we talk, the way that we communicate is not in the standards of what it means to be respectable because it's never, it's never been perceived that way. We couldn't even use our native language when we were brought here. We was told that this language is more respectable. <laughs> Colonization and you know, who, uh, she who shall not be named. <laughs> the direct benefactor of all that. Um, to, uh, cheers, sweetie. Um, anyway, I'm doing tangents, but um, my point is respectability politics will not save you. You can, I was using uh, Hallie as an example. She has done everything. I, I can't even imagine what more she can do even more correct to not be, to not be read for filth. When there's no filth to read, she's underwater. <laughs> anyway, um, so I want to also tie this into what it means to, um, I went to Continental. It was sickening. I loved it. I also went out to some bars this past weekend. I wanted to fill it. It was great. But um, I want to just address some things, even though being in community is sickening and we love it down, um, you know, sometimes in community, some things can be problematic. On the pr- one of the previous episodes, I'll have to see what episode number it is right quick, but we have Maya Brown, um, Maya Basquiat. She is sickening. Uh, episode 81, The Magic of Ballroom. And so we always talk about ballroom. 
um, especially as of late since of, you know, Beyonce's album just came out and blah, 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 blah. You know, the hype around ballroom and legendary and stuff is like immensely growing and becoming more mainstream. You know, our language has been out there for, you know, years. Um, but, you know, it's one of those things. But anyway, like in ballroom, there are, uh, <laughs> there was some drama, uh, a, I think it was a few weeks ago by the time y'all hearing this, um, at one of the balls down in the A, it was a Balenciaga ball. Uh, uh, um, by the house of Balenciaga of course shout out to mother Shannon um but you know somebody you know went for the face category uh over the top and uh she got chopped and you know because she got chopped she was angry and she maced the whole panel and it was a gag and I'm just like, girl, you ain't never gonna get your tits now, sweetie. Like, if you know what I'm talking about, you know. That means you in ballroom, so you know. But it was a gag. And so I bring this up because um, in ballroom, not only is, like, the face category a thing, but we also, um, which determines, of course, how beautiful and uh, dynamic and how clear your skin is and your hairline and your cheekbones and your eyes and your mug, like, like having face is like a gift in ballroom but then also the category of realness so you know some folks may be like I've watched Drag Race I know what realness is and it's like well we go back a ways honey because realness is for the girls um essentially and for other people as well who like when you go into a category when it says be this realness it wants you to dress like that to a T or present yourself that way to a T and all those things of course are based in white supremacy respectability politics and then we incorporate that into real life unfortunately even though in ballroom it's just a temporary moment we incorporate it into real life like I look real so you'll hear a lot of girls be like, girl, I'm real. Like, I got a pussy now, so I'm real. So some of the trans girls might say that. Or they might be like, look at this mug. Look at this face. I'm real. Look at my skin. This, the the touch and the feel of real, mama. Like, this is did it not. Like, they'll do all that. And it's like, what it does is like just basically implying that some girls do not fit into the binary structure of what it means to be cis heteronormative, which of course is in tandem with being respectable in the in the realm of the world. So I just I just want to see how even it trickles itself all the way down from the the structures all the way down into like something as simple as ballroom, and um, I just want people to recognize that that is a thing that takes place. And so I believe they're kind of maneuvering away um, from realness as a category in some scenes and stuff like that. But, you know, it's going to be a staple. And, you know, I get why it's a staple. The more you look and sound and carry yourself like a cis person, particularly a cishet white person, like, you know, they'll be like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm white woman fish. I'm old white woman fish. Like, da 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 Like, you, you carry yourself in that way. And you just glam and you just sickening down and like no one can clock you. It's like you can make it. We'll let you make it. But if you can't, we'll read you down the filth. And it's like not the girls don't deserve that. I'm not. I'm just saying the girls in general, you know, in ballroom, like we're, most of us are all girls. <laughs> Even the boys are girls, girl. <laughs> so, you know, respectability politics will not save you. 
It's always going to be somebody trying to tell you to do a little bit more, a little bit more, and you never even achieve it. Like, like that's what we were talking about with masculinity a few episodes ago as well. It's like, there's just these standards that can just never be achieved. So why are they in place? I think I saw a TikTok last week or earlier this week or something. They were talking about the beauty standard. If we said that everybody is beautiful, it makes the whole billion dollar beauty industrial complex like deteriorate and, and, and evaporate. If everybody can be equally beautiful, no matter what their gender, race, size, age, you know, if we can relinquish all of that, then that entire construct will just fall apart. Because that means like the the five four white girl with beautiful blonde hair and blue eyes and a perfect mug and like nice titties, no ways to ass, who looks absolutely stunning would be the same as like you know, Serena Williams, basically. They'll try to pull, they would say like, oh, well, she's more, the white girl's more beautiful than Serena. And it's like, if everybody is beautiful in the same length, then then it would go away. But if they do that, then they wouldn't make any money. And guess what capitalism does? Right, right. Speaking of that, I just, of course, want to shout out Lizzo again and Serena Williams. Um, again, my girls minding their damn business and, you know, doing what needs to be done. They still getting, they, people still try to read them. No, those girls were sickening. Um, and so I guess (laughs) I'll go into like my last lip thing and not, and it's only because I just don't have much feelings, uh, about it at all. But I must say. Now, let me be clear. I ain't in Britain. I ain't in England, you know, so I could, you know, like many black people, black Twitter has been a fool, especially on that last Thursday, baby. They was going ham at snapping. It was a key. It was a key. Y'all are a fool. Black people, I can't stand y'all. Y'all ain't no good. But anyway, black Twitter had me in tears. And I don't even care that much about, I, I don't think I care anything about the queen at all, about the royal family, except how they treat Meghan Markle, of course. And even she's a piece of a half of a quarter of a piece of a nth <laughs> of being a, a black woman, but you know, wear it out. And I know they're going to treat her badly because guess what? The magic of racism is still prevalent. And Meghan Markle, let me talk about respectability politics again right quick. That bitch is the, is one of the most respectable bl- bitches I have, a baby. Is there a scandal? Is there really a scandal aside from her saying like, no, I'm going to just go ahead and take a left away from this. I'm just going to go ahead and just scooch her. <laughs> like, is there really a scandal aside from that with her? And even then, that's not even a scandal, at least to me. Shoes. I mean, anyway, it just, it's just one of those things. She's as, she's as res- one of the most respectable women I think I've ever 
you know, I think I've ever seen. And she wasn't good enough to be in the royal family because she might sort of kind of uh, have enough blackness to to do what? Dilute the bloodlines or whatever the fuck they trying to do. And they're like, we've worked so hard to stay. This is very some Harry Potter shit. We've worked so hard to stay pure blooded. And now here you come with this muggle. Oh, you mud blood. Like all of that, very all of that. And I'm just like, so wait a minute, wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> ain't this the ain't this the, the the place where the book was written, Harry Potter? Y'all acting real, <laughs> very uh dark wizard tease right now. Some of y'all acting like uh, some of y'all acting like the Death Eaters out there. Like y'all want them pure blood stuff, stay the way that it is. Y'all ain't gonna admit it. Anyway, um. Yeah, I, 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 the Queen of England, she's gone. Miss Elizabeth II, she's, she's gone. Um, good. Evidently, um, all the colonization and the countries and such that have, um, been under her watch and under her rule and stuff like that, that she's inherited from all these past years and all this damage and all this stuff and all this kind of stuff. Obviously, there are countries that are very pleased, <laughs> like that, like uh, apparently the uh, the Irish and the um, you know, all the countries in Africa and, and and Asia and everything, and obviously America too. We're technically a part of that too. So it's like it's it's like it's like breaking a free away from that which i think is a beautiful thing if y'all want to celebrate it celebrate it wear it out because she she i i you know i think and i know because she's like a figurehead I, I don't think she has all the power in the world um from what i come to understand like the prime minister has all the power who i don't even know who that is to be honest but um you know it's just kind of one of those things where it's like Okay, well, she's gone now, so, you know, what's the next, what's, is it her son or her brother or, I don't know who it is, Charles, whoever Charles is, yeah, I'm sure he'll be, um, <laughs> just as reckless, uh, <laughs> she'll be just as reckless, but it's, it just goes to show again, respectability politics, Meghan Markle does not save you, um, we want to be able to relinquish and allow those countries to have their own government, their own rule and all those things and stuff like that. You know, just like just like every other place in the world should be able to have their own autonomy and stuff like that. I think that's kind of what it is. It's like everybody really wants to be able to have their own autonomy, both at the state level, the country level, the interpersonal level. Like there's so many levels we want to have our own autonomy to do things. And I understand that there there has to be a certain level of like, okay, well, we can't break these rules because these are kind of bad. But it's like, for the most part, girl, let these people live. Let these people make it. Because they've been done wrong for so long. When you've been done wrong for so long and finally you get a, you get a, you get a piece of break and some time and stuff like that, you'd be like, all right, finally. There's something to celebrate. Maybe the tyranny is coming to an end. You know, the 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 torture and, and the and the drama of it all is coming to an end. So, you know, I don't got that much to say about the queen. Uh, you know, she whatever, and she she gone now. So she really whatever.
But Black Twitter, y'all have me in tears. Y'all are so fucking funny. Um, shout out to Meghan Markle for being a shady boots for wearing that one fit very similar to Miss Princess Diana. Shout out to her too. We know she gone, but you know, and we just we want we want justice and freedom and liberties for every single country that's been under the British rule. That's what we want. Let them have their own autonomy. Anyhow, we this is episode 98. Oh my god. So literally in two episodes from now, 99 and then 100. This will be 100 episodes of podcasting. That's insane to me. That means I've been running my mouth for hours and hours and hours. And y'all done sat here and listened, for which I'm appreciative of. Please continue to share the content and support. We really appreciate it. Um, you know, I think as we start to kind of move forward, we're definitely going to start opening it up to other people of color. We've mostly, I think we've only had people who are predominantly black, if not just black on the platform. And we wanted to make sure it kind of was that way at the beginning to set a precedent. So then we can go back and be like, all right, girls, go back and listen, because it's going to start kind of like expanding and opening up in that way, you know? Kind of like how white people is like, we're going to exclude everybody. And then as soon as we, as soon as you start making things for yourself, you're excluding us. Can, can y'all just picture that for a quick second? White people in a circle saying like, no, 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 no. Just one circle off to the side and just like, they not going to let nobody else in. And then we over here by ourselves just like, okay, well, if we can't come in, we'll make our thing over here. And then y'all trying to come over to our thing and be like, so you're being racist to us? It's like... Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. <laughs> so you mad at us because we did something because you was not like it. Just tr- just trying to even put that into a sentence don't make sense. Just, that, that's how fucked up racism is. <laughs> it just, like one of the, like, just like, again, the little mermaid thing. It was like, what was it? It was a tweet that said, I've never seen so many grown white men be upset about a children's movie. This is how powerful racism is. Like, gag. Just, again, a fool. A complete fool. So, racism is gonna have to go. Just going to have to go. We're tired of it. We're over it. We've had it officially. And y'all still showing y'all selves like like y'all had learned something from Black Lives Matter. Y'all ain't learned nothing. See, the power of covert racism, the power of it, the ability to be like, oh, I'm not racist on the outside, but I can fully be upset about something that's about black people. And and it's and the, I think the real gag is, it's like, it's still gonna be white people in the movie. It's still gonna be white people in the movie. Just the main character isn't white. The lack of empathy is baffling. Anyway, I'll put that in the description. Some of the studies about white people having less empathy. Because I found that to be quite interesting. Not surprised, but interesting. After all, (laughs) the British monarch went out there and said, You know what, girl? These niggers, these slaves, these, um, these other offensive slurs and stuff like that of different ethnicities. These savages, very Pocahontas tees. 
girl, very that. They was like, we'll show them, we'll make sure that they know, that we know that, you know. Oh, it was a picture. Oh, this is the last thing I want to say because I'm just thinking about random shit right now. I was supposed to be off two minutes ago, but I just want to say this real quick. <laughs> the picture, I think it was on Facebook. And it was like colonizers are showing up to like Africa or native tribes and stuff like that. And then they're like, you know, colonizers are like, we can show you the way, we can show you Jesus, we can do all of these things in Christianity and stuff. You don't have to keep worshiping the sun. And the colonizer and the and the uh, indigenous folks are like, girl, but we could see the sun. We know the sun is doing something. We know the rain is doing something. We we if we worship those things and give honor to those things our crops will be like we could basically what it is like we could tangibly see these things we can experience these things y'all talking about a superficial magical thing but the magic is a bad thing let's not forget lest we forget huh let me get out of here i'm tired anyway y'all go to those descriptions look at the um look at those studies look at those links um you know i'll put the clip of uh our lovely halle bailey um being ariel next year 2023 we will be out there with our red locks honey map should have his hair longer my hair is going to be touching my ass um and i'm going to dip dye it red i'm gonna give it i'm going to give it um good night uh queen elizabeth and uh y'all better get it together over that england mistreating people and shit um anyway um i love you all thank you all so much for tuning into this episode um i think we can need it you know one more time on, on, on the on the lovely talented uh miss how we just need to we just need to hear this just one more again just 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 one more Thank you all so much for tuning in to Black to the Future. Yes, thank you for joining us. And if you want to continue the conversation with us, you can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Black to the Future Podcast. And don't forget to use the hashtag Black to the Future Podcast as well. Share the content and please leave positive reviews. Yeah, all that. <laughs> and we will see y'all in the future. Don't you mean Black to the Future? Oop, I guess you're right. We'll see y'all black to the future. future.